0: theme song. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. get paid and all that glitters is gold only shooting stars break the mold it's a cool no (laughs) welcome back
1: everybody to back to the point the official podcast of close call entertainment i am brad your host and this is your other host sergeant twinkle toes hello i am also known as seth uh by most yeah you are known by Seth but by me today it's sergeant twinkle toes that's how are fair. you sergeant
2: um i'm great uh watched a few movies this week watched some shows um kind of really excited to talk about the podcast
1: yeah um i haven't really watched too much besides a movie i had to watch your recommendation Woo-woo. sing street oh, we will get to that later and um peacemaker that's about it yeah um you have not gotten very far into Peacemaker. Nope. You're about 10 minutes into episode 2. Mm-hmm. Um what what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, I'm intrigued still by the whole like whatever the hell Project Butterfly is.
1: Yeah, I I'm caught up. There's six total episodes is what's going to be the series or well, season 1 at least. There's like it's up in the air whether season 2 is going to happen. Um and 5 episodes are out. I still don't really know what's going on. Like that's so I guess that's a spoiler or something but like I don't really know what's going on with the butterflies. Hmm. Um but it's interesting. It's cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um we talked about it last week but so there's going to be another suicide the suicide squad um TV show directed by James Gunn, written and directed by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um you I mentioned Rick Flagg. Like, the more I thought about it, though, I do kind of want a rat catcher, too. I told you. I also kind of, it's because I, I thought about it more. I don't want to see her teaming up with Bloodsport. I no. kind of want her doing her own thing. I also, what sold me on it was Taika Watiti plays the original rat catcher. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see more of that. I forgot she had like that whole like backstory of like she had a really great relationship with her father. And I was like, I kind of want to see more of that. Okay. Also, I just love Taika Waititi, so yeah, I'd I'd be down for a rat catcher too. Fair enough. So yeah, um, there's not really much news this week. Uh, um, really. I have two things. I yeah. think. What you got? Oh, uh, oh, I have one thing. Okay, that is perfect.
2: Um, jo- Jody Diamond and Neil Young took their music off Spotify due to Spotify letting false info spread about COVID. Who is that? I have no clue, but it was a big deal. Um, apparently, uh, Neil Young was on a podcast with Joe Rogan, and on it, Joe was spreading some lies about COVID or something. What's new? Uh, yeah. And, uh, Neil was like, What the heck, man? And then told Spotify, and then they censored out what Neil said about the situation. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So, um, instead, uh, uh, and then they left what Joe said. So he was like, Okay, well remove my music if you're gonna be sh- uh showing or er, uh showcasing uh false propaganda about COVID because it's a serious thing. Yeah. And then uh, another artist followed him, Jody Jody Diamond. So I don't know, crazy. Hmm.
1: Um that that does actually remind me of something I did want to bring up. Um whenever you said censorship. They are trying to ban the book mouse Mm -hmm. uh i did want to get into this so i've done a bit of research on it and you i was very surprised that you um you knew what mouse was because you're not really a comic book or graphic novel kind of guy Mm -hmm. but this was something that a bunch of your teachers had said that you they wanted to students to read
2: yeah in elementary school it was always a book people were like whenever you're in fifth grade you're gonna be allowed to read this interesting because it, it I, I never actually read it but i know it's like pretty serious and pretty dark
3: mm-hmm.
1: And i mean and it's a metaphor for world war ii and how the nazis treated the jews not even necessarily a metaphor well it is because like well i should say i haven't read it um i've done some research on it to talk about it here but i haven't read it it's something i've wanted to read um None of my teachers brought it up through my education. Now, I have a different education than most people. Um, I just... But I learned about it through trying to learn about comics. It's a... I forget what prize. I want to say Pulitzer Prize winning. I think you're right. Um, but it's it's an award-winning graphic novel because of the topics it handles and stuff. And it is... And through some of the research I found is that it's, it is an allegory, but it's also... Um, it's it's based off the our author Art Spiegelman. It's based off of his parents, and oh, they wow. they went through the Holocaust and internment camps, and so he based it off that, and he used like mice to um, I I don't know, make it more palatable, I guess. But that being said, um, the reason, the quote unquote reason that the Tennessee school board, I believe, uh, specifically is the uh reason. Or the the people trying to ban this book is um because of profanity and nudity. Hmm. So um, I found out it was being banned. I texted Jamie. I texted you. Yep. And um, now all three of us have now bought this book just to kind of see. Just because it was like we heard it was being banned, and we were like, we must educate ourselves. Um. So. I, yeah, I'm very interested to read it. I won't get it. We won't get it for a minute. But, no, um, mine will be here till like, March. Yeah, same. But um, I don't care as long as I get it. Yeah, same. Um, and I, I'm intrigued. Uh, I looked into a bit of, like, why books are banned. Because C- the concept is crazy to ban books at all. Mm-hmm. I also, I looked this up. Um, you know the book Mein Kampf? Yeah. The book written by Adolf Hitler? Not banned.
2: See, here's my
1: thing. And I saw this post and it
2: was like, I don't know who needs to hear this or what school board or uh, government needs to hear this. But in history, there has never been a side where they banned books and they were seen as the good guys or they banned anything literature wise and they were seen as the good guys. Yeah. Um, And there's even a whole book, Fahrenheit 451, mm-hmm. that goes over how this changes and kind of ruins society because if you don't know your history it's bound to repeat itself
1: do you think that's going to be the next book to be banned if it hasn't been already i don't know it hasn't as far as i know i actually own it um do you think it's going to be next i'd be surprised i
2: don't think people are really checking it out that much
1: fahrenheit 451 is a very popular book like I've heard of it, I haven't read it, but that's just because I don't read a lot. That's fair. So it's I don't read actual books a lot. Um, my I I get too distracted. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah, it's kind of I don't think ban- books should be banned, even Mein Kampf, because educational uh value to it is important. Even um, like you said, history if you.
2: You don't learn about history or it's
1: bound to repeat itself. It's doomed to repeat itself. So it's the thing of like, you take the good with the bad. You don't, there, or there is no good and bad. It's like, this is education. It's different viewpoints. It's you're educating yourself on it. You're going like, you don't have to read it and then go like, oh, I agree with it because I read it. It's like, no, you read it because you're like, I'm going to educate myself Mm -hmm. on it. So it's the thing of like, it's, baffling to me that books are ever banned um so it's yeah i don't know um what other books are banned maybe catcher in the rye never read that catcher in the rye to kill a mockingbird there's a whole list somewhere mm-hmm.
2: um which a mockingbird have you read that no it's a great book it's definitely a white savior so like there's some issues there <laughs> but it's a great like viewpoint of it all um there's a few others that I've actually
1: read really liked. I don't know what Catch on the Rise about. about. Um, I don't either. I just saw, like, that one was like, oh, I know the what I've heard of that book. Mm-hmm. It's a banned book. Interesting. Um, I might check these out more. The idea of these books being banned and stuff is like, okay, now I want to read it because it's like, why are people banning this? Mm-hmm. Um, and just educational purposes. It's also... These were books that like, strangely enough, these were books that like we were for kind of like not forced to read, but like it- they tried to get us to read in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that uh, immediately took the interest out. If they sold it as like, hey, these books are banned, I would be like, let's read this. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I
2: think that's kind of the thing is because there's an Indiana <laughs> bill going up right now. And it's basically to censor the communications that a teacher can have with their student. And in it, if you mention anything going on at home, if you say anything about being gay or homosexual or any of that nature, the teacher immediately has to tell the parent. And if they if they don't, they lose their license.
1: Wait, so if a kid says like that they are gay or something, the teacher has to tell the parent. Yes,
0: immediately
1: up. Have you ever seen the movie Love, Simon? yes. You remember, like, the, the kid, like, tells everyone mm-hmm. that he's gay and just, like, takes that moment from him. That should always be the person's moment. I agree. That they get to, like, share with the people that they love of going, like, hey, this is me. And, like, to, to say, like, if you find out about this, you have to steal that away from that. That's bullshit. Don't do that.
2: Well, and what if their parents will kick them out?
1: yeah that's I mean, also true there's like a lot of problems kids, with that. you can put kids on the street that way because they're shitty parents that's ridiculous um we're getting political but also we, i think it's a good thing to talk about though yeah. especially
2: in these changing times apparently yeah and if you don't talk about it no, nothing's gonna stop it um i it just it makes my stomach sick mm-hmm. thinking that There could be a kid out there who has to just not talk about his problem or their problems with an adult that might be able to help them, whether it be, hey, my dad's hitting me or Mm -hmm. hey, my uh, like this person is sneaking into my room. Like, there's like it can.
1: Wait, wait. So how does that even work? The kid tells the teacher like, hey, my dad is hitting me. And then the teacher has to go to the parents and go like, hey, uh, your son says that you're hitting him. The teacher has to go to the school and tell the principal
2: and the principal has to tell the parents. And if the teacher doesn't tell the principal and it's found out that they didn't tell the number authority, they lose their license and can get fired. Jesus. It's like strict as hell.
3: Jesus, that sucks. It's it's,
2: it's, if it's about anything except school homework, assignments, or test. I
1: hate this, man. Like, that just, that feels like it almost takes out the whole, like, because you had teachers growing up where it was like they had an impactful, Mm -hmm. like, like, influence on you where it was like that that feels like that just almost takes it out i had some where it was it wasn't home related but it was just like they helped me find like things that i enjoyed like art forms to like express myself and stuff and it's the thing of like oh so unless i take that class i can't the teacher can't that sounds bullshit
2: even if you take it if you're say you're doing an assignment and you go to ask your teacher about something if you if you go to say anything they either have to cut it off immediately so they don't have to go report it
3: mm-hmm.
2: or they have to go tell. It doesn't matter what, if it's your teacher or not, if they get told anything outside of what school gives to the children test or grade wise, it has to be told. Oh my God. And it just, it's awful. Mm-hmm. I would hate to be a student
1: below college right now.
3: Yeah.
2: Scary times.
1: Oh jeez. Yeah. Um, well, on a different uh topic, um besides mouse yeah i i am excited to read that that now though yeah me too i'm Um, very excited i guess that's the message is like if you because even though these are banned books you can get them so go get them educate yourself um there's a good chance you'll have a fun time while doing it you'll really enjoy it um i think i am going to enjoy the mouse um i think so too i've I've wanted to read this book for a long time. I think I just never quite got around to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I heard this and it was like, well, now's the time. Um, But yeah, like go read it, educate yourself. It's, it's fine. Go do it. Um, Should we get into the main topic today? Yes. Well, we're getting into a bit of a more serious topic, which is art versus artist. Yes. Did you find out that uh or did you see that there was apparently a trend going on called art versus artist? No. Uh it's a very nice trend. It's basically like a one picture, it's the art that and then the second picture is the artist. Um and there were a few examples where I think one was a, a man in a wheelchair and then it was just the kind of thing of like, "Oh, I wouldn't have expected uh this person to make that art sort of a thing." Hmm. But um more specifically, we're going to be talking about um, separating art from the artist, yeah, and um, artists that have been artists, just kind of meaning like creatives that have been controversial and have a problem, but we still like their art, or should we like their art? Um, this is probably just gonna be more of a discussion.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not gonna be like a. I think it's just gonna kind of be like, well, here's what I think, and here's my examples. We just kind of go back and forth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so this episode will be more serious. Even Sing Street kind of has a little serious tone to it. This
1: episode is after dark. We'll call it that. Um, What do you, what is your opinion on this? It's really problematic
2: because right now I'm in theater history too. And we just learned about minstrelsy. Do you know what minstrelsy is? No. So basically it is where uh, people or uh, white people in the late 1800s would uh, do blackface and black outfits, and basically make fun uh, yeah. of them. Yeah. And there was like jumping Jim Crow, which is what the Jim Crow laws were named after, and all. Yes. And there's a lot that goes into that. And I mean, it got to the point where people of color were having to do it, and they would ha- also have to quote unquote blacken up to look more darker to be able to fit the stereotypes they were trying to sell. Jesus. And um, it was it's it literally like the PowerPoint made me want to vomit. Like it was yeah. very gross. Um. But, uh, and then after he gave us an assignment, and he was like, I didn't want to make you guys read the play that I that has mental C in it because I feel like that is worse than just talking about it and talking about what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, But I also feel like I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to act like I was promoting it. And the teacher wanted our opinion on how we thought he taught it basically to kind of see where maybe he should go towards, especially because. If that's a big issue right now is uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um. And so, in my explanation, I basically was just like, I think you did it perfectly. I think mentioning it and having us read a summary, but not actually having us mail to endorse it in any way, was the perfect route to go. Um. And then he also asked what some examples of like artists or people that do bad things or maybe are immoral in some way. And so, uh, but we still like love their art, and they still make money off of it, because yeah.
1: obviously, mental C isn't a thing anymore. Yes.
2: Um, and I brought up J.K. Rowling.
1: Yeah, that's probably the most famous example yeah. of this. Um, J.K. Rowling is a turf. What? A turf. A turf. What's that term? Transphobic. Oh, I've never heard that term for it. I just always have heard like, oh, she's transphobic. A turf. A turf. T E R F. Interesting. Um. Yeah. So she's a turf, and um, yeah. It's it brings up a lot of problems. Uh, even besides the like art separation of from artists where it's just for me, it makes me think of um Dumbledore, mm-hmm. and the fact that um it was kind of retcon that he was gay, or not retcon. Um, they made it so he was gay, even though in the uh, Harry Potter series of the books and the first eight movies. Um, there's really no mention of it. Mm-hmm. It all has to do with the fantastic beast movies that are going on right now. Uh, like what, are, what is your thoughts on that of like, kind of just, I don't know if that's queer baiting.
2: Um, I don't know if that's exactly queer baiting. I feel like if in the prequel tr- series in, trilog- yeah, in the prequel trilogy, in the prequel trilogy, where they specifically focus on Dumbledore's backstory more than, because Harry Potter was literally focused on Harry Potter. It was Harry Potter and Harry Potter and. So I think not bringing it up in that, and then bringing it up in actually, in Dumbledore's actual th- story, I think that's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, as long
2: as they actually do it. They can't tiptoe it.
1: Yeah, I just, I just looked up the definition of queer baiting. It's whenever you hint at it, but then do not depicted or showing so
2: no he has to be like i'm gay or like hold a guy's hand or something to that effect well technically they haven't yet what did what representation quote-unquote did they say for him when it comes to him being gay
1: i think so far it hasn't actually been in the movies it's it has been hinted at in the movies of like there's definitely some sort of um relationship that has gone on between dumbledore and grindelwald um But only through like, I'm saying this when I don't, I'm not very well educated on Harry Potter, but, um, so bear with us, but, um, in the movies, it hasn't happened. I think even like they have retconned it again, where it was, it was supposed to be that they were in a relationship and then their differences in opinion, uh, is what drove a wedge between them. And basically Grindelwald became like a wizard Hitler. Mm -hmm. But then, but I think now it's supposed to be the case of Dumbledore um, fell in love with Grindelwald, but it was not reciprocated. But still, I don't think any of this has been shown in the movies. I think it's, I think it's fair to say it's probably going to happen in crimes of uh, Dumbledore. If it happens. What do you mean?
2: Like, I don't, with it not being said at all, but them hinting at it, I'm questioned.
1: Yeah, I guess that, that is fair. I think. The fact that the movie is called Crimes of Dumbledore, though, it feels like it's going to get into that stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like we're going to get into the meat of bones of it. in. I think the story interests me. I think that's a like a good, interesting story of like they were in love and then but one of them was Hitler. <laughs> it was wizard Hitler. And so Dumbledore had to fight him and take him down. And then and that's what he's famous for. Yeah. Um like is being is for taking down Grindelwald and um I think that's such an interesting story and the fact that it coincides with World War II and all that stuff I, th- I think it's I think it's really interesting I like the idea the second movie sucks which is so disappointing
2: but um I can't speak on it I haven't seen it
1: I know, but it's so boring. Uh <laughs> but uh, You trash that movie. It's, so you must it's really so ba- believe this. You gotta watch it because it's like there's just well you do and you don't because it's like there's literally a forty five minute scene that's just a conversation with flashbacks, but there's no action. And the conversation is just them like it's like six people standing in a room talking mm-hmm. for like forty five minutes. And it's boring. And it's confusing. Because it's just bad, anyways. Um, I like Newt,
0: but <laughs> I
1: love Newt. I love him too. Uh, I like I like the American dude. Mm-hmm. He's fun. Um, back to the point. Um, I think it's, I think it's an interesting idea, but so far it it hasn't been executed. And I think it's something that it's also just a weird topic that it she shouldn't be handling it because she's transphobic. And so it's the fact of like, why are you handling such a like sensitive issue? Such a like and also like a good idea. I want someone else to do it.
2: Well, there's a lot of um is she doing crime if is, is she doing them? Fantastic? She's writing them all. So she's writing okay. Yeah. Um there is a whole thing of like people in the LGBT in the LGBTQ community saying like non-binary people don't actually exist. People being trans is still wrong. Like there's a lot of homophobia and transphobia in the community itself. Yeah, that but, doesn't make so, it like, right, though. No, no, it doesn't. But what I'm trying to say is, so her being against... Her being a TERF, but her not, maybe not being homophobic... I mean, she shouldn't do it because she's a TERF, and and people who are anything of that nature should just not be making media, in my opinion. Um, but... Because she's just taking a slot from someone who isn't, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think but not to actually not take it back. I'm not going to defend her. She just shouldn't be doing it because she's taking a slot from someone that could be making something similar or even better, but can't because she has is getting the money from the producers.
0: Well,
1: it's the but the thing about it though, is that with this franchise specifically, she has not sold anything. Like she is the rightful owner of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's why she's writing it because she literally goes, if I don't write it, then this movie isn't being these movies aren't being made because I own the intellectual property. Don't make the movies. That's a fair point. It's um, it's harsh
2: and like I'm sad because I love Harry Potter, but
1: but there's nothing stopping her. It's really it's up to the production company whether they're going to make the movies or not. And they should
2: say no the second it came out that she was a turf
1: or kick her off of it. They can't kick her off of it.
2: Well, that's I know. But what I'm saying is as producers in this day and age, you should have some type of morality clause that says if you're a turf, or if you're homophobic, or if you're a racist, or if you're a sexist, mm-hmm. it you lose it if that's you gonna, sign it over the rights. And that th- sounds
1: so simple, but in in this specific instance, if it was a different instance, like um, I was why well, I was gonna say Back to the Future, that's not the case because there's a reason there hasn't been a Back to the Future four, um, because he doesn't want to make it. Yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg was done. no no it wasn't steven spielberg it was um robert Robert zemeckis Zemeckis. Mm -hmm. he's like as long as i'm alive no one um there will not be a fourth one that just means that um once he dies that's when the fourth one's going to be made Which i don't want but go on it's going to be made once he dies so um if it's if it's a case of like an intellectual property that a production company has bought and like they own own the rights to it and they can make whatever uh media they want of it then that's the case where they can do what they want with it. But in this case, she owns that she owns the intellectual property of Harry Potter. So even with a morality clause, it's not going to happen. It's going to be like, they're going to want to make a movie and she's going to be like, you can't because you do not own these characters. So you cannot use their likeness. You cannot use your name. You cannot use the world. It is literally like you cannot use anything that I have created. So it's the case of, it really is the case of like either the production company has to go okay we're not going to make these movies anymore even though that the the problem with that is these movies make money and that's where we get into the topic of art uh separation from the artist because i quite like harry potter mm-hmm. i quite like the world and like i said even though the second uh fantastic beast movie sucks i quite like this idea of uh wiz- the wizarding world and world war 2 And the two like main fighting forces are maybe in a relationship or they were like, I I find that interesting and I do want to see it. It's just, it taints it a bit because the writer of it is a turf, but I have to kind of put that aside and just, and just view the, uh, view the movies as they are and kind of like what I like about them and just kind of go like it. I think it's mainly just the case of if the movie isn't transphobic, then it's fine. I'm going to enjoy it because it's not transphobic.
2: I have a stance. Okay. So you can't be a turf. You can't be homophobic. You can't be racist. You can't be one of those things and not have that show in the stuff you create. I agree. And, uh, hear me out. Say, uh, we were doing a movie over divorcing parents. Mm-hmm. You would be able to put a lot into that movie. Yep. I would. Mm-hmm. Now, if I made it, I I couldn't. And I mean, this is this is a very different example because it's about divorce. I couldn't put a bias into it because I haven't experienced that. Mm-hmm. You could. I'm not saying it'd be a bad thing. It'd probably be a very good thing. However...
1: It would add authenticity. It would add
2: authenticity. However, if you flip the script, though, and put it on being a turf, specifically, she can't make content without it having some type of sentiment to that, whether it's complete exclusion, whether it's the characters might act a certain way, they might say a certain thing, there is just, you can't be one of those things you can't be something and not have your life experiences and your moral beliefs not be portrayed within the art you make.
1: But so, the art, but people can take from the art what they want from it. That's kind of the thing. It's like it, it, there could be a movie that or you could watch Brokeback Mountain and take it as like, like, uh, well, they shouldn't have been gay. And none of the they wouldn't have had any of these problems. I haven't watched Brokeback Mountain. I probably shouldn't have picked that example. but. Um, e- people can take whatever they want from the movie whether that's good or bad so it's the case of like so far from the, these Fantastic beast movies all I've taken from it is these are movies that are a fun ride and they're building to something interesting um, and one of the movies sucks which is normal
2: <laughs> you take that but and I get what you're saying and I agree however it still puts millions of dollars in her pocket,
0: she, it puts, and
2: that's
1: where my issue lies. That's when we get into another topic, which is cancel culture. So, I'm I'm gonna straight up say my opinion on this. I don't like cancel cancel culture. Um, that might be a, a stance to stay, but I think, um, I think the, I think the idea to like, say, these people don't deserve to have a job anymore, even though like, it, it is different because they're making. Millions and millions of dollars. Like it's not the case of like a blue collar worker who's trying to provide for their family, but they're also racist. (laughs) So it it's I know it is a different set of circumstances, but it's like these people. I don't think it's fair to say that these people should be out of work and they shouldn't be. Um. So I don't. I don't think it's fair to not always. James Gunn is a good example. Um. James Gunn in like 2009, he. He had some tweets that were not good tweets they were pedophilia and um or pedophilic, whatever the word is mm-hmm. and uh really just and they were jokes and they were made for shock value, but they were really just not good jokes but in terms of james gunn uh one he had he' brought these up uh like five years later, or something to that effect uh years later, and he was like. I was a different person then it was, these are not good things. I do not condone these tweets, but then years after he like apologized for them and like went back on them, it got brought up again. And then he got fired as a director on the guardians of the galaxy movies, Um, which frankly shouldn't have been the case because it's, it seemed very genuine that he did not like this. It was, He's always like had that kind of a uh, sense of humor that's kind of like pushed the edge but and in that time when it's the early times of your career it's it's very easy to just cross the edge and stuff like that and it seemed genuine that he did not want to do it, and also just he he makes good stuff good stuff where the there there isn't i don't think there is a like uh, what's the word? I don't think he's trying to get across like that. He wants people to be pedophilic. It's just it's just crude humor that he likes, and that's fine. It they, it's it's funny because that circumstance actually worked to his benefit. Once he got fired from that, that's when DC grabbed him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the case of like I don't think it's always the case that people should be canceled. I think there should be a road of redemption.
2: I agree. So here's my thing. You're talking about someone who says something that was not okay years ago and is trying to be better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Every white person on the planet has said something racist at some point. Every person on the planet
1: has not been a good person.
2: And so I believe they can be better. However, James Gunn, he shouldn't have been fired. I completely agree.
1: Well,
0: yeah. And James Gunn got the job saying back.
2: something, pedi- saying a pedophilic joke that was very insensitive isn't cool. He dealt with it. He apologized. He and he and his followers apparently moved on from it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Fair. However, saying something and being transphobic or being racist or being a pedophile or being homophobic, they're very different paths.
1: Yes. It's like
2: Ozai versus Zuko. Zuko's redeemable. Ozai is not. Yep. You know? And I think that's, and I know that's, like, a really cartoon weird term. It's fine. But, like, you understood what I meant. I understand you know, there, what there's you a, mean. There's a significant difference in the redeemability of those characters. Because Aang was stopping him, Ozai no matter what. But Aang allowed Zuko to earn his trust and respect back.
1: Something to be said, So James though, Gunn can do that. Something to be said, though, is that even though Aang was like, I have to stop him, he would not kill him.
2: He wouldn't kill him. But he still put him away and stopped him from making more...
1: He still drew a Concord. line, even though he was like, this is, he's not doing anything good. He's like, I, I can't kill him. It's but not right. But
2: the line right. for Ozai was a lot
1: thicker and a lot
2: closer to him than the line for Zuko was. Just yeah. like the line for James Gunn should have been okay, but he already apologized for that. There's no reason to bring this back up.
1: Yep. Yeah. However, so, I think J.K. Rowling
2: is just a turf and stands by her beliefs.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. But I think something that we do have to kind of, understand about this situation with jk rowling specifically is we can't change it we we can't change it these movies are going to be made whether we like it or not so it's the question of are we going to go see it are we going to support this film because we like harry potter or are we going to say no because we do not like jk rowling
2: well you kind of get in the hole of well, if I don't go see it, it's still going to make millions. So does it really matter? But then, if a million and five people think that and only, and then they all go see it, that's still a million and five more dollars times however many she makes off of every view. Yeah. Go straight
1: to her pocket. So. Not straight. It. I don't know. You know She's I mean, going to make a lot of you money. You know what I
2: mean? She's going to make a lot of money off this movie. And I'm going to be real. But there's also I'm going to watch it.
1: Yeah. But I am it's too. Because, but also, but my thing but is, also, I still stand. Also, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to interrupt mm. you. She's already rich as hell. It's the thing of like, even if we did cancel her, and like. Well, she already has been canceled to a degree. Yes, but also, but to the point where she is no longer making money. She is still rich as hell.
2: And she's just going to keep getting richer because she owns a Harry Potter franchise. It doesn't
1: necessarily matter. She's if she gets richer or not because she is still obscenely rich. She, Harry Potter is the biggest book franchise in Britain. Britain is huge.
2: Yes, but my thing is, my issue is, it's one thing if it's like okay, she's a turf. However, she already released eight movies say before Fantastic Beast because mm-hmm. I think it was revealed like right after the first one came out. Yeah, so she had nine movies or 10 movies and seven books in seven books. And, seven books. and, that, and she just, also has two manuscripts for
1: both the fantastic beast movies. Yeah. We can't like discredit that because it's like, those just the books made her a millionaire billionaire. I don't know. But so like she's she filthy is, rich, she is filthy rich. So I'm kind of on the opinion of who cares if she makes a like more millions of dollars because she's already a filthy, witch and I like these movies.
2: I think it's more about where you draw your line. Um but my 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 issue is okay. We watched the movies. Fine. My problem is though still because whenever it first came out, everyone was like the Harry Potter series just came out of nowhere. We have no idea who made it. It just appeared like mm-hmm. it was a meme because people were like we're just not going to talk about J.K. Rowling anymore.
3: But oh, the thing yeah. is
2: that led to the talk of ABC doing a live action Harry Potter series
3: Mm -hmm.
2: when we already have eight live action Harry Potter movies. So it kind of brought up the issue of you do that and then they're still able to make money off the same thing again because of it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is if you forget, they still make more money. And I get your point of like, well, they're already making money. So why does it matter? It matters to the people who are trans. It matters to yes. the people who are, liter- who who uh, it matters to people who are getting hurt by the fact that people who are completely against just who they are as a person. I mean, it's like being against someone just because they're a gamer. You know, like it's it's stupid and it's it, it hurts their feelings. And I think that's why.
1: But it bothers is me. it right to seek revenge? That's kind of what that feels like. too. It's not revenge. It's a cutoff. I you're right. It is a cutoff. But I think I feel there's a difference. You're right, but it does also feel a bit like a. Because um, you were saying, like, it hurts that these people are making money off, even though they are a turf, but it's like. um, But just because they're getting hurt, it doesn't mean that these people don't deserve to. What am I trying to say? It doesn't mean that these people deserve to be poor or destitute or, like, to be. Shitty. Like they're gonna have. They deserve a life, even if it's like. I think it is kind of the thing of like it's every person for themselves. J.K. Rowling is in the position. I. I don't know why I'm. It sounds like I'm defending her, but like it's she's in the position where she can make millions, billions of dollars, and it's completely fair for her to take that.
3: I think
2: cancel culture, specifically for me, when I think cancel culture, I think influencers it's disney it's scarlett johansson it's jk rowling it's these people who make media and content for us because it's one thing if you're like some random joe schmo that's that's like one thing but it's a whole different thing when these people are the ones producing the media that we take in constantly
3: Mm -hmm.
2: because what if because there could be what if there was an underlying like trans thing because like think about like how men have issues when it comes to like expressing emotions that's because of like how society handle handles men it's kind of the same thing Mm -hmm. of like if she makes something and she has she's gonna have the fact that she's a turf in it in some way shape or form because that's part of who she is so because of that it's going to trickle down into us so it's kind of that difference i don't think everything should be canceled i personally will dodge things and not try and put money in people's pockets if they are immoral immoral in some way but however it's different when it's a media that's going straight into me because it's going in my eyes it's going to my ears it's going i'm reading it like or like there's there's a certain level
1: to then, that then maybe what it is is that i think another thing to say about that point though is there is another balance to it sure you have Harry Potter over here whose creator is a turf transphobic and shitty and doesn't support it but there's also The Matrix which is made by trans people it has a lot of trans imagery from it and it's positive and it's it's real it's and it's interesting and it's fun so so sure and these and this is also a powerhouse franchise you can say like maybe not as many as much content as Harry Potter, but the Matrix is huge. Yeah, everyone knows the Matrix. So it's the thing of like people are also they may be watching Harry Potter, but they're also watching the Matrix. So people are going to it's just going to be down to the person's decisions, whether it's, um, you know, like what am I trying to say? Uh, on the surface or underlying uh, people are going to like make these decisions of whether they are transphobic or whether they are for trans people uh, no matter what. it's It's almost like the discussion with Mouse. It's like we with this media we show different viewpoints and then through that people educate themselves and then they pick and choose what their opinions are. So you can watch Harry Potter, enjoy it for the cool wizard magic battles and then maybe you there's some transphobic stuff in it, but also you watch the matrix and then, which is, which is looking back on it now. It's very heavy in heavy in the trans uh, imagery. I haven't seen a single one. Yeah. Well, the first movie, um, it's more in the sequels or two and three. I haven't seen four and I know nothing about it, but with two and three, it's very heavy in the sequels. I know that, but in the first one, there's a character, um, Oh, uh, what's her name? I don't know her name. It might be switch, but that feels very on the nose, but also those movies are on the nose, but she is a, um, she, they are, um, in the real world, the original idea was to be either a woman in the real life or a man in the matrix or reverse. I don't remember. So it's, they're very heavy on it kind of stuff. And it's very good interesting stuff so i think it's the case of like people are going to expose themselves to whatever and it's really up to the person so the question is what are we going to do with it and for me it's the case of i'm not trying to i'm not looking for the transphobic stuff in harry potter i'm in it because i'm like i'm kind of interested in the in dumbledore i like the wizarding battles um well, right now I'm I'm currently watching um, the Harry Potter franchise for the first time, um, so I'm also intrigued with Harry and the fact I like the relationship between his parents and <laughs> and his friends. We've gotten to this. Yes,
2: that's, that's funny. That's I um,
1: I find that stuff interesting, so I'm I'm focusing on that. What whatever the tr- uh, underlying transphobic message is in it, like I don't one I don't see it. And two, good. I don't see it. I'm focusing on the weird little spectacles of it. Um, and Snape. <laughs> so that's don't why. like Snape. Yeah, so I may not, I may not agree with J.K. Rowling. But I, I am of the opinion of I will separate them. I will watch this thing that a shit person has made. Because you know why? I like this shit thing. Another good example. We've been talking about J.K. Rowling for a while is Brian singer. Now this is a, this is actually a really good example of what I meant to bring up earlier. Um, he is a director. He is um, he has been accused and I think at this point basically confirmed of sexual assaults on minors. Um, and this has been going on since like 1994 and only um, in about 2014 did it really like come to light and kind of like start to affect him. But that being said, He's made um some really well some good movies and some bad movies. He made Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I really like Bohemian Rhapsody. I do not seen it. Um, I thought it was great. I really like. Um, I watched it because I like Rami Malek. I like his actor. I was interested in Queen and Freddie Mercury. I learned a lot about it. They still got the fact. They still got the fact that he is Freddie Mercury is bi, not gay. They got that wrong. Um, but besides that, I was really interested in the story of it. I liked it. But that being said, Brian Singer sucks, <laughs> but he also, he did the X-Men movies. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. That is not all of them. Matthew Vaughn. Love him. He's the best X-Men director, but, um, mm-hmm. Brian Singer, I believe worked on the original, um, X-Men trilogy. He also worked on the second X-Men trilogy. I think days to future past and apocalypse to it may be Dark Phoenix. Don't quote me on that. Uh, may, It may not have been Dark Phoenix because that was after that was after everything yeah, that Phoenix happened. Dark Phoenix was like
2: 2017, 2018. No,
1: 2019. Oh. Um, so that was, that. maybe not that, but I don't know. Um. But that being said, it's like, I like some of those. I like X-Men Days of Future Past. Um. I didn't. It was I, a lot. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Um, I got bored and confused. It's not the best one. It's still X-Men First Class x-men first class is so good it's the best one it's so good can we can we go on a little side note hold on
2: let's have an x-men episode
1: No, i want to go on a little side okay go on a little side note how shitty is dark phoenix i haven't seen it oh damn it okay never mind um well then we'll have an x-men episode (laughs) but um so it's well
2: logan's the best but continue You cannot say First Class is better than Logan. You would be lying
1: through your teeth. I had to think about it a minute. I'm (laughs) sorry. I didn't want to blindly go into that opinion. It's not blindly. It's just straight fact. It's true. I I wanted to think about it. You're right. It is best fun. I want to say it's different, though.
2: It isn't really X-Men. Yeah, it's Logan. It's It's its own Wolverine
1: trilogy thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's its own thing. But it's still... First Class is the
0: best
1: X-Men movie. Okay agreed
2: well and the the thing opens up to also like quentin tarantino he's very problematic but he's also one of the most iconic directors to probably ever live
1: i gotta be honest i don't know what the problematics of him are what are they he
2: whenever uh, like i only know a few things but i know he like sexually assaulted some people apparently i did not know that he um whenever uma thurman was filming both the kill bills he like made her actually do the stunts and she did not want to oh um he he just, he uh, pushes the limits a lot. Mm-hmm. But then you can also open up things like Wes Anderson. I mean, he's not problematic by any means, but he did have a um, homophobic character, Steve Zissou, and Steve Zissou, like Quantico Steve Zissou. He was very homophobic um, and but, sexist just across the board. Well, it,
1: straight up, I don't, I want to make this point clear. It's okay to have a homophobic I agree, character. I agree, I agree. For so, characters... Th- it's fine because in that case, it's like well, then we can't ever have villains.
2: We can show. I'm agreeing with bad you people. with this statement. Yeah, I'm actually kind of taking your side with this because your point of being like, well, I can watch Harry Potter, and if there is some underlying turf moral, you won't catch it. Yeah, where Steve Zissou, I I didn't like. I love Steve Zissou. The Life Quad Guadal- with Steve Zissou might be my favorite Wes Anderson movie, but. I didn't like Steve Zissou's character. I liked everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's a good point that you made of you can watch something and you can be mad at something about it. Like, I love to hate him. And if J.K. Rowling did have some type of turf underlying thing in any of her work, I would definitely be like, "Uh, that bothers me, you know? And like, I would definitely it would definitely like more irk me instead of like sitting in me and like making me transphobic
1: yeah i don't so think, I think that's a decent cause point. because I don't think that's how that works because everybody like there our media does influence us, but I don't think it's the case of like it's almost like saying that uh, gay people are gay because they watched love Simon or something it's like no it like me watching a movie with a gay character is not going to mean like oh I'm gay no it was i I like it was a good rom-com mm-hmm. it was fun I liked it I love love Simon it's a great movie um and so it's just the thing I think I have have had that with I've had that with my family so often though where it's like I think I've, I've said I watched love Simon or something and they were like D- do you have something to tell us and it's like no I just watched the movie it was just a good movie <laughs> <laughs> um I'm straight as an arrow bro I it was just <laughs> a good movie man <laughs> but it's the thing of like um Yeah, we can, we can take and pick what we want from these movies and it's up to the viewer. It really isn't up because it's also, it's not up to the creator either. Like the create a a director or writer or filmmaker or, or whatever, whenever they create something, they make it and they make it with their vision in mind and they try to, and they're, trying this is what makes them like a good one is they're trying to get their point across but it ultimately once they put that out it's not up to them they can't they can't it's how you take it as a viewer yeah they can't make you view it the way that they made it you view it however you want that it's why you can view like a masterpiece of a movie that has been critically acclaimed by everybody like and look at it and go like nah i think it sucks like you can get to pick and choose what you do with that so it's the thing of like i'm going to if it's something that i don't if it's a, if it's a creator i don't like but i like the thing i'm going to i'm going to continue liking the thing i i don't i may not like if that supports the creator but also that's just kind of the compromise you have to make because it's it's just I want to keep seeing this world and they're creating something I like even if so, I want that to continue even if I don't want them to profit off of it so that's kind of the compromise that you have to do that's how I view it touche <laughs> touche I guess I made a good point um, you
2: made a really convincing argument mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you that <laughs>
0: It's I think a, you have a point. It's a difficult and subject. I think, and I
2: think the thing of like, and it's because something I used to always say is, well, they're going to make millions anyways, but then someone, but then also I think, well, if a million people just didn't go, then she wouldn't make as much money mm-hmm. because with a million people were thinking that.
1: But and also I, the thing is like, if that becomes a big enough thing, um, like say all the Harry Potter fans just stop watching Harry Potter. It's going to that's going to be a news thing. It's going to become famous. And then all the people it's going to be, a, it's going to create a new subgroup of transphobic people Yeah. that will then go, I want to support Harry or JK Rowling. I'm going to go watch this new movie. And it's just it just switches the fan base to now a really shitty fan base. So why don't we claim it? Why don't we take it from the creator, even though they're making it and they can do what they want with it? Why don't we take it and we go, we love this. And it's like, what about the transphobic messages? And it's like, we don't acknowledge that. We love this and, like, that sort of stuff. Why don't we take it and claim it as our own? And then if the creator is mad by it, they can be mad by it.
2: I don't think we should acknowledge it. I think we definitely, like, should talk about it. If, cause I don't I don't think there's any transphobic <laughs> well, I just, underlying I just, things.
1: I When I said that, I just mean, I like, you know.
2: But I definitely think... You have a point of being like, why can't we make it ours? Because that's who because originally it was made for us
1: mm-hmm. for the rights and legal purposes. Yes, it's hers. But in terms of like the emotions and how why we like it and what it means to us, it's all up to us. We choose that. So why don't we do it? Fair enough. You're nodding your head and I'm like, OK, I guess I'm saying some profound shit. You are. You really,
2: <laughs> really are. I'm. Thoroughly impressed tonight. Oh, that's I'm nice. I'm going to be honest.
1: That's very nice.
2: Um, I definitely think there are some people you shouldn't support. Yeah. However, I do see your point.
1: I'll say, what I'll say is, uh, Baby Driver is another uh, example. I love the movie Baby Driver. But Kevin Spacey is problematic. Mm-hmm. And he's in that movie. But that being said, all that does to me is when I watch Baby Driver, whenever I see his character, I have a moment where I go, ah, sucks that he sucks. Then I continue on with the movie. And then I also remember that he is cancelled. And ultimately, I don't care about that because I also know he's rich. He's fine. He's living fine. So I don't care that he's cancelled because I know he's living a very comfortable life. So it's a thing of like, if he was... If it was, if in a hypothetical situation, if it was like every person we canceled is now broke and homeless and they can't afford to food or something, then I, that would be when I go, yeah, this isn't a good thing. Or I still don't necessarily think it's a good thing, cancel culture, but it's the thing of um, th- that that's a problem because we shouldn't be taking that away. We shouldn't be taking like basic human rights. I guess, but that's not the situation that we're in, and so I probably shouldn't bring it up, but that's how I feel about it. But then the
2: argument comes as a turf. she doesn't think people who are trans should have those rights. So it it kind of, that's why it's so touchy. What rights? She doesn't think being trans is okay. She thinks they're like that they shouldn't be able to transition, they shouldn't be able to use the pronouns they want to use. Like What?
1: power does she have over that fair enough (laughs) if she doesn't think that you should do that that's when as a trans person you tweet at her and you say guess what i'm still gonna do it so fuck you (laughs) um don't tweet at her don't don't acknowledge her don't whatever but just like you can do that you can go like well fuck you i'm gonna do it anyways Mm it doesn't matter so yeah like if she doesn't believe that, that's her problem. It's mm-hmm. not anyone else's. That is a good point.
2: That if you would have led with that, you would have had me from the beginning.
1: I'm gonna <laughs> be honest. It took me a minute yeah, to it, get there. It
2: took well, it took both of us some traveling to kind of like unpack how we've dealt with this yeah. over our twenty years of living. You know, like it took mm-hmm. a second to kind of like get there and be like, oh well, this is da da da, you know? It's so a serious definitely-
1: topic that we kind of I, I've formed opinions on it, but I don't think I've necessarily sat down and talked it through. Mm-hmm. So it is the case of like, bear with us, and if we aren't making sense at the beginning, um, sorry,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> sort of a thing.
2: Well, I mean, and discussions that are deep like this, it's not just a start. It's it's a whole journey, yeah, that you go through, and it because because that's how you learn and how you adapt and how you grow as a person especially when it comes to sensitive things like this. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really glad we had this discussion I podcast agree. or not. I'm really glad that we just kind of sat down and <laughs> yeah, laid agree. it out. Cause this was something I wrote down. Like, bef- like whenever we first started talking about doing the podcast, I didn't, was like, I really want to talk about this.
1: Didn't Jamie bring yep. it up? And then. I wrote it down. Yeah. He
2: was like, you guys should talk about that. And I went and already have it. All right. Yeah. yeah. I I want to do that from the second. Uh, Cause I, I saw a TikTok like a week before that. And it was, and it was talking about specifically JK Rowling. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm, interesting.
1: Yeah, so it's it's an interesting topic. It's a um, it's a big topic, but yeah, that's been my opinion on it. Is like, I'm very much for the separation mm-hmm. and just enjoying w- something for what it is. Or I mean, if it's something, and yeah, it's also the case of if it's something that's very, if it was something that's very transphobic, just up in front. I'm probably not going to like that thing. So mm-hmm. I just won't watch it. And that's a personal choice. It's not a choice. It's not even necessarily a choice of like, I don't want to support this person. So I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to go. I don't like that. So I'm not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the case.
2: I still stand. There should not be a live action Harry Potter series because there's no reason. Though. Uh, Yeah. That's stupid. There's a whole should, eight movies. They probably.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> they should give it some more time, I guess. But also like, they probably shouldn't do a series while there are movies going on. Mm-hmm. So That's kind of weird.
2: I feel like they were just trying to jump on the bandwagon of Narnia and
1: Percy Jackson getting serious. That's the series. absolutely the case. Well, production companies, production companies aren't going to care. They don't care what, like you said, like they should have a morality clause, but they don't care about that stuff. All they care about is money. I personally do care about that. Well, I know we're a different production yeah. company. For
2: our production company will have some type of morality clause. Yeah,
1: but that's the but if you're talking about like <sighs> Disney is a bit different. They they care about public image. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're talking about like Warner Brothers or Sony or 20th Century Fox, twenty well they got bought by Disney. So no. well, but like uh they don't they don't care about that. Even Disney, like they care about public image. But even then. They don't care about that stuff. They care about money. What's going to pay? And for Harry Potter, it's going to pay. Yeah. So they're going to make it uh, no matter what. And that's where we have to go. We can't control that. So what are we going to do? And for me, I'm going to go, well, I like these movies or these t- TV series. I'd probably watch the TV series to check it out. I think it's stupid. If it was
2: bad. Yeah, I don't care. I don't even care. that. I, mean, I do care. So it's turf. But in terms of the, sh-
1: of the TV show,
2: I know but it's, it's stupid because the last movie released in, like, 2015.
1: Was it? Yes! That seems too late. Hold check on. It. Let me check that. That seems I'm like, too late. like, so positive, though. You're often wrong with dates, though. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'll give you that.
3: Hold on. Twenty five. 2011,
2: yeah, I was four ha, years, too late. I
1: was like, no, um, I was I got, way I young.
2: Swore, I guess I was only. One, I was born the year the first one came out, so. Yeah. Um, okay, but still, my point being, mm-hmm. it hasn't even been 20 years.
1: No, you're right. It is the like, thing of, like, well, there are people, like, showing current generation, the Harry Potter yeah, movies, well, let, like, so why would you make a new series for the next generation? Before
2: you make something, you have to let it be a
1: classic. It is a classic, though.
2: It's not, it's a classic to us. But we aren't to the point where we're having kids and going to be like, yeah, that was made 20, 30 years ago when I was your age. Like, we haven't hit that phase yet. Here's like, what it is. That's my issue. Here's what
1: it is. The generation that watched it, they're currently naming their kids after the characters. There are Hermiones out in the world, You're right? probably not wrong. No, I'm absolutely right. A hundred percent. I know it for a fact. There have been posts where it's like, yeah, I was named after that. So then it should be. Those, those kids that were named after the characters, they should have kids, and then the, the generation that they have, that's when you do it. So it's like four generations down, right? It needs some time to breathe. That should be what it is. It shouldn't be, oh, we need to show it to the kids that are named after the characters mm-hmm, they know. from the movies. Because
2: obviously they know what the movies
1: are. Also, they probably don't like those movies because of it, so.
2: Well. Uh, With that, would you like to move on
1: into Sing Street? Sing Street, yes, absolutely.
2: I'm just going to preface this: this is a movie that I would call a perfect movie.
1: Uh, I would not call it a perfect movie. Ten out of ten, perfect movie. I think for me, I've I've kind of always been a critic of Mm -hmm. movies, like as long as I've like gotten to movies. And the perfect movie, the term perfect movie, is like a it's the holy grail. So perfect movie is this beats every other movie. Okay, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I'm like, no, it's not a perfect movie. It's in my top five, though. It was like genuinely in my top five.
2: Not just me saying like, oh, it's like one of my top ten. No, like it is like number three.
1: I loved this movie. I really did.
2: I'm so glad. If you didn't, (laughs) I would have actually been upset. Because this is one of those ones where like you gotta...
1: It's just so good. No, I really did love this movie. I, um, I connected with the character. I weirdly though had like a sense of parental like thoughts with the characters where it was like he Connor Connor. Yeah, Connor, like, um, whenever he, I realized it whenever he first went to his friend and he was like, want to write a song? And he's like, yes, I do. It was like, I went, oh, I'm so glad you have this. Mm -hmm. It was a weird parental like feeling where I was like, I'm glad you have this outlet. For your emotions that you can and it's a healthy one and it was like it was such a weird thing where um but i, I did really enjoy this movie it was it was it was happy sad mm-hmm. it was fun it was it seemed real it was a journey it it really was one of the things that felt very I do real wanna,
2: before you know this,
1: i want to preface this movie does deal with sexual assault so pre-warned for people this is a very real movie
2: yeah and it's very and it i love how it deals with a lot of things but continue first i I just wanted to preface that before
1: we started one of the things that i wanted to say that like really shows like real personal interaction was um one of the kids so there's two kids uh like the drummer and the bassist i think they're Mm -hmm. looking at a sign Uh for the yep don't spoil it but like they're i'm gonna say it. they're looking at the sign for the band And, like, they're going, like, yep, that's us. We need, we should do this. And while they're looking at it, a kid behind them, uh... Don't say the slur, though. No, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. If you're not gay, you can't say it. I'm gonna say it for educational purposes. Just say the F slur. It's not fuck, though.
2: Fuck isn't a slur. (laughs) Yes, it is. No, fuck is a cuss word.
0: Oh, there's a difference? (laughs)
2: Yes. I didn't know that. Slur is something that's used to bring down a group of people.
1: Okay. I've always just heard it as, like, their interchangeable slurring No, you can't say it unless you're gay. Okay.
2: Genuine. That'll... That, you, know, you know in the movie... No, I agree. You know in the movie, whenever the redhead makes a racist comment, and then he, then uh, Connor goes, you can't say that?
1: No, I agree. Same, I agree this is with that moment all for that. Us. I'm just also... I feel it's different whenever it's like, well, I'm quoting something.
2: It's not to them. It's not right to in. people who are gay. I'm,
1: genuinely curious write in and let me know because I don't know and I want to know um so anyway yeah a kid comes up behind him and says the f slur mm-hmm. um and but without even looking without like even like just barely even acknowledging him he's not phased by it at all because this is something that happens to him every day because this is just how teenagers act uh he just is like fuck off man and d- like doesn't and besides that doesn't acknowledge him at all and I'm like how freaking real. I've mm-hmm. experienced that so often yep. because it's just such a ridiculous thing and it's it was funny. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yes, that's so real." And so many things about the relationship between Connor and Rafina felt very real. Um I've had that exact same situation where it's like I have a crush on this girl, but she is interested in a guy that by well, all accounts from how I felt was way better than me, like as an option.
2: That guy wasn't though.
1: He had a car. He, was a he pervert. Well, yes, but well, she's not thinking that, and he's not thinking that. So from their point of views, they're going like, "Well, he's an adult. That's he's got a car. Like these are all attractive features." Uh, so it's the thing of like, if you're a fifteen year old and you're you have a crush on a girl who's dating a twenty year old. I don't know how old that dude was, but like you're gonna go like. Oh yeah, why why would she like go out with me or something like that? Um, so it's a thing where I related to that. Um, I didn't like Rafina at first because she mm-hmm. seemed a bit like a bitch, <laughs> uh, but then I did like her because she said something. Um, I wrote it down for you. Thank you. Because I love I, is happy sad. It was a bit more than that, but it is. But it is that. It's the um, and it is a. It's a good understanding of like being comfortable with sadness mm-hmm. is like it's a weirdly mature thing to say and it's a it's a, it's a very hard emotion to kind of deal with and understand and when she, once she said it i was like oh okay you've got some maturity in you i kind of like you um i love the brother
2: the older brother i love the brother you hated him at first though did I? you sounded like you did when you were texting me
1: i did say something that seemed mean where was it Oh, I went off about this dude's cheekbones for a little too long.
2: So, okay, well, here, let's... No, you were egging me on. I was. No, hold on, though, because you're, you're farther in your notes than I am. I want to go through this movie. I'm going back
1: and forth. Okay, you're fine, then go ahead. Oh, uh, the bro- the brother is talking out of his ass. Uh, I also No, wrote that. I-, I said that because I felt like... Well, I actually said that because I was so early into the movie. Um, I was looking at the dude like everyone else did i was like this is a stoner he isn't really doing anything he likes music but really he just it seemed like he didn't know anything Mm -hmm. he just was kind of a poser and he like found something that he thought he could be he could sound like an expert on but really not know shit i mean he is pretentious as fuck he was pretentious but it was the case of as you got to learn more about him and the fact that i did like him like throughout the whole thing i liked the relationship that connor had with them and all that stuff great actor by the way um the guy who plays the brother Mm -hmm. um very famous actor looks a bit like scott eastwood but um i thought that throughout the entire movie i was like you look like scott eastwood but um i i loved the relationship and everything about it it was just like i saw that bit and i was like he seems like he's talking out of his ass. And he was. No, he wasn't, though. To a degree. No, he wasn't, though, because it was the case of... I I saw it as the case of he's he's talking about stuff he doesn't know about. He knows what he's talking about. He just... The circumstances of his life have made him so that he hasn't been able to chase anything. But I liked... I loved... I freaking loved the breakdown scene that oh he has. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite scenes so of the whole movie. It was a bit in it where I felt like it was going to go where he just is like gonna like talk shit on his brother like I paved the path for you everything that you are is because of me but it, it didn't turn into that it turned into he is trying to be better and do better and actually do something with his life because he's tired of not doing anything with his life he's tired of being a stoner that doesn't do shit mm-hmm. so he's like I haven't smoked ash in two days and it's like why and he's like because I want to actually do something and I was like oh shit Mm-hmm. i like you i really like you well and i he's wrote super supportive he's helping him out every step of the way and it's like oh i love it
2: well and i wrote his brother might talk out of his ass but he's on point so, like i agree i think he's definitely pretentious as hell and takes things a little too far here and there but i definitely think he is right about basically everything i like i like i completely agree with you i just
1: i also think he's pretentious. almost feel like I don't know. I almost feel like he's not pretentious. I feel like he is just like, he. he's no, yeah, I just, I, I feel like I read him wrong. That's fair. At that point. Um. Yeah, I love the brother. I I thought that was great. I. Yeah. Like I had said before, I love that he like has this relationship with the guy who's writing the music and the guy who's writing the music is, he says Even. like, always, I always want to write a song mm-hmm. with you. That sounds great. And I was like, I love that. I'm so glad he has that um i thought the boat was cute and everything like that oh, i do want to talk about the end i oh, will get to it so the end's like we get to it oh I... um <laughs> uh, the brother does say something about like uh no woman can fall in love with a man who likes phil collins and I, I think that was more about the fact that he was a pedophile though well <laughs> yeah yeah but also but i texted you i was like what's wrong with phil collins i like phil collins i also like phil collins didn't he do tarzan yeah, he did. He went hard for Tarzan. He went hard for Tarzan. Anyways, um. Yeah, not liking the girl. Uh let's see, that's pretty early in the notes. I'm pretty much just go um now I'm pretty much just going through my notes of the messages I sent you. hmm I liked his little emo
0: phase. I loved his emo phase.
1: <laughs> his emo well, phase was after he had heard or after Rafina had talked about the happy, sad thing. Mm-hmm. And I took that as like you kind of missed the point on this one because he's he's he just sounded like so like the world sucks and we have to deal with it. And it's like that's not what she meant. You're taking the wrong point from mm-hmm. this, but I like your little weird fringe that you have. It was funny. Um Oh, I didn't write any notes about that priest. Fuck that dude. Yeah,
2: I didn't write it down because I didn't need to. He is the epitome of scum on earth.
1: He sucked, man. He sucked the
0: whole movie.
1: I, could, I was like, I don't know why I was, but I was almost like, I couldn't believe like the scene where he like drowns him almost yeah. where it was just like, what the hell is happening? Like, I know it's, it doesn't fit for the character of Connor to like fight back like physically, but I was also going in my mind, like I beat the shit out of that dude. Yeah. <laughs> if he did that to me, I'm like, fuck no, you're not doing that to me. Like, you, I don't care if it's makeup or not. It's just like, you're not drowning me in a sink you're not James Bond. <laughs> um, that's that was ridiculous. I couldn't believe that. Um, the brown shoe thing was also stupid. Yeah, the song was banger though. I like the song too. I haven't gotten into the song. I'll be honest. I can't. Don't ask me what my favorite song was. That's fine. Because I'll be honest, like I thought all the songs were good. There were bangers. Like from the moment, like the first song they did, the one that was supposed to Riddle be of shit. Model? No, no, no. The one that was supposed to be shit. You know, the it wasn't a real song. It was the cover they did. Oh yeah. Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was like but then they did the first song and immediately just from like the strumming they did, whenever they were like writing it, I was my head perked up. I was like, Whoa, hey, Mm -hmm. that's really good. I like that. Um, But I'll be honest, nothing not one like stood out to me. It was just kind of like these are good vibes. I like this stuff, man. If you,
2: I, I've listened to those songs more times than I can count. Um, Where's he getting the
1: money for the clothes?
2: That's so fair. He does change his style
1: (laughs) every single week. It's also like, it's a plot hole, but it's the thing of like, there's a whole subplot about like brown shoes and how he can't afford to get black shoes. He paints the shoes black in order to like coincide with this ridiculous priest, but also... Yeah, he's changing his outfit for, like, every music video. And he's got, like, five music videos. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Um, well, we're on the topic of the songs, though. I do want to say my yeah. favorite is A Beautiful Sea. It just it makes me
1: almost cry. That's the thing where it's like, oh, I think I know it when you're talking about.
2: Where she jumps in the... Is that... Oh. That's that is
1: the... right before the rape. That's or... the thing about it, is, like, none of the songs... Really, like you can say the names of them. I don't know which ones they are, though. You did only watch the movie yesterday, though. Yeah, that is true. But it's just the thing of, like, I mean, I remember that scene. I don't remember what the song was that they were playing, so it's kind of a hard thing for me. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was just. Let Can we talk about the end? Yeah, go ahead. So the end is they, Connor and Rafina, um. Decide to run away and go to London. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go to London with the pervert boyfriend thing. And that didn't work out because he, he sucks. And um, and so Connor fulfills that wish. And also he's going to find a record company to sign a label. And mm-hmm. that's awesome. And they do it by the brother drives them to the dock and they take his grandfather's boat um, or like little dingy boat mm-hmm. and like go to london because or britain and it's um it's like 30 miles he says i think and so it's like oh yeah that's realistic and then once the water started getting rougher i thought they were gonna die I didn't think they were going to die. I thought they were going to die. I was re- legitimately scared, and I was like, if they die, I hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would have sent you that movie if they died. I would have hated that movie, man, because that took me on, like, such a joyous ride, and then it's like, oh, they're both dead, and they never got to do what they wanted. It was like, oh, no. No, no, no. But they're fine. It, it So I got scared at the end. But then, it yeah, it turned into, like, they're waving at people on the cruise ship, and, like, it's a very, like, look how crazy this is the thing that we're doing and like that then i was like oh good but uh, yeah for me it was still a, like moment of like oh good don't die please don't die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and they didn't they didn't die this was a fantastic film i really did enjoy this man um yeah i was it was just a good vibe it was so great uh oh i did like that they made the bully the roadie
2: I also wrote, I love that they recruited the bully. That was, that was nice. That was
1: fun. That was very, I like, I like that he really enjoyed that he was good at it. That was also very nice. Um, I, oh, I'll, another thing. I did have a question. Do you like Connor a lot? Because he he also likes Back to the Future.
2: That was one of his best traits, yes. <laughs> is the fact that he specifically referenced my favorite movie of all time. Yes, yes. yes, yes he did. That was a great, that was, that was a fantastic moment. It made my whole day. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be my favorite movie. <gasps> I
1: like this kid, yeah. <laughs>
2: Instantly, I was like, this is the one. This is uh, the one. This kid knows um, what's up. You have, good, I mean, both, but yes, Back to the Future was definitely a uh, great quality. Um, I do want to say, I think it's great and funny that Connor talks straight out of his ass to get this girl to hang out with him.
1: Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's super, so hard. super bra- He like says, we're going to do a music video. He does not have a single other member of his band or a song created. And at that point, as a viewer, you do not know if this kid actually can sing.
2: Although you do hear him sing for a second. He wasn't
1: horrible. I, I couldn't tell if that was like good or not. That's fair. Like it seemed like I felt like I could do that. I'm not a singer. Mm-hmm. So it, if, if that is not clear by every episode where I have sung at the beginning, <laughs> I am not a singer. So it's like, but I felt like I could do that sort of thing. But yeah. um, So it, yeah, very bold and it was brave. Very
2: fun. And then he turned around and went to the redhead and was like, we're making a band. Like, like yeah. He committed. And I appreciate that.
3: He really um,
2: did. I love that the inter- instrumental music throughout the movie is just their songs before they make the songs.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. I didn't notice it until I watched it the second time. That's fair. That would be a like, you know, yeah, you have the to like, yeah. I love that.
2: Um the instrument montage where Eamon is playing all the instruments. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was fun. I thought that was so
1: fun. I like that there's a bit where Connor is gonna like uh, say something, and then it just goes to, like, I'm not the... Uh-huh. He's, like, banging the drums. I was like, oh, that's fun." fun.
2: Um, the movie was also a great commentary on the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope,
1: because... What is that trope?
2: You don't know the Manic Pixie Dream Girl trope?
1: Nope.
2: So, basically, it's this trope where a guy... And it's it's definitely, like, a real, like, societal thing. It's not just for movies. But basically... You like a girl and you put this, you put her on a pedestal or you put this like image of you, this image you have on her. And then it's an image or a pedestal that she can never actually like, uh, what's the word? I never actually like be. And so then you, you get upset as a male because she isn't what you wanted. Um, 500 Days of Summer goes over it ruby sparks this because like he thinks she's just this prissy um like not prissy but he thinks she's a pretty girl who's a model and like, so much older and he has this idea of her and that's really what riddle the model is about so but it, it, every but,
1: relationship i've had well brad you didn't even call yourself out like that
3: <laughs>
2: um i mean i've i've had one before and it's it's definitely like toxic masculinity trope um and it's definitely something that like you kind of have to work on um, but I, I love the how it handled it because you, you had her on this pedestal with all the makeup and the hair and the outfits and the guy with the car and all this. And then when he shows her, uh, I think it's up and she's taking her makeup off and then she starts crying oh, yeah. and you're just like, there's layers to this girl that yeah. us as the audience also forgot that she probably had. And I really like that.
1: Yeah. Before that moment is probably whenever you see her as a viewer, you see her as like a, um, like kinda just like, oh, you kinda basic, I don't really care, sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh, emotions.
2: Um, yes, yeah, so the main book is dream world trope. It's really just a toxic trope that a lot of movies do where they put a personality on it and they kinda destroyed it with her and I really like that. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like the main plot. So it it not only had this great plot about him escaping through music and him finding himself through music and him trying to get this girl through music and mm-hmm. like all of these like emotional things about him. But it also just had this underlying thing where it just destroyed a really toxic
3: trope.
1: Yeah. And I really liked it. Um, One thing um, I I felt about this movie was, is, is it fair to say that this would be categorized as a coming of age movie? Yeah. It's
2: an indie movie coming of age type of thing. Yeah.
1: I feel it's not a coming of age movie. It's a bit different. like, in terms of just blanket statements, yeah, it's a coming-of-age movie. But this movie felt like a movie about discovery. It felt like, because it felt very personal. I feel like coming-of-age movies are very, like, universal. Mm-hmm. And it's something that kind of everyone can relate to. But this didn't feel like the, that. This felt like it was specific to Connor, specifically. It was him discovering his love for music. And it was him discovering um, kind of, like, how relationships work. Or just like his, the, his relationship with Rafina and, it, and I really enjoyed watching that that was kind of the thing about it where because I I mean I can relate in terms of like a creative but I know nothing about music I, I don't I can't even necessarily go like I feel like I can't relate to him in that sense but I didn't need to I watched it and I, I liked the character and I was glad that he had this and mm-hmm. I was glad he found it and discovered this thing and was glad that he was learning about these kind of mature thoughts and ideas from Rafina. So it was, it felt like a film of discovery for me. I like that. Yeah.
2: I can get behind that. Um, My mean, I, I, I love so much about this movie, <laughs> Yeah, but I think, my favorite part is the whole day trip they do for a beautiful sea, where at first they're on the bus and they're talking about like what yeah. the song means. And uh, they Eamon's like, So she killed herself, and then Rafina goes, No, I think she's just a
1: mermaid, and she just returned to sea. That was where I was like, Where the hell did you get that?
2: <laughs> well, and like, but it was such a different twist to put on something to make it more
1: mystical than sad and depressed. It was, but I was. Going like, that came out of nowhere. Well, that's because
2: we didn't hear the song yet first.
1: Yeah. We got told this before I guess the that's song. True.
2: So it kind of was like, what do you think as the audience now that you know these two different sides?
1: I should listen to the soundtrack again. You should.
2: Um, And then they get there and they're recording and then she jumps in the water and she can't swim.
1: Oh, by the way, I'm going to do that in the future whenever we make something. I'm going to quote like her line that she says and I'm going to do something crazy. You can't do anything unless you go all in. Uh, can't do anything in halves. I think yeah, was the yeah, quote. something like that. Something like that. I'm gonna say that to you, and then that's your cue to go like, no, don't do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so
2: that's fair. Um, but I love that, and then I love whenever he jumps in and gets there, and then she, he, he, they brings her to the stairs, and she says that line, and then he kisses her, mm-hmm. and then he ruins the moment because he asks about her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend, at this moment. Yep. And then they're walking. And she's talking about how like her mom left or her mom would go out and then she and it's it's literally like if you don't understand it, you're going to miss it. And she says, "Um, I never really got why my mom made me or my dad made me stay in. My mom's much prettier than I am.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: me and Jamie, I mean, we watched that movie multiple times and then we watched it with Alyssa and I remember her being like, so he raped her and we had to pause the movie and go back and then we rewatched it and we were like, oh my God, that is what that meant. What? You didn't. Yeah. And it, like, it's a thing. Like it is genuinely what that
1: conversation meant. Have you researched this with this movie specifically? Yeah. Holy That's, shit. That, it,
3: it, it adds a whole nother level to it, right? Oh, fuck. It, it changes the whole thing.
2: And then. The bus scene after, where he's just looking at her, it makes it so much more sentimental and deep. Oh, I don't want to know
3: that. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Oh. I thought, I mean, it, like, very sad. That stinks. But I thought that was a very nice way to kind of talk about the situation and deal with it.
3: Oh, I don't like that. It's gross. It's really gross. But it adds a level to her character that I liked. It
2: completely changes everything. That's why she's hanging out with an eighteen-year-old or twenty-year-old. Broken me.
3: Oh shit! I gotta rewatch this movie now. Like, oh god, I mm. so good.
1: Okay. Didn't mean to like. I'm gonna have to move past that point. And, yeah, because um, I can't process that at the moment.
2: So anyways, I love that whole exhibition because of just everything, exhibition. Cause you just learn so much about both these characters and how they actually like react in situations. Yeah. Um, I just, I really liked it. That's probably my favorite, like whole part of the movie. Um,
1: God, cause then, I took that as like a nice lesson or, Oh fuck, man. Changes the whole narrative, right? Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Um,
2: and then, uh, whenever they're hanging out and the guy left her, so she had to go back to her, uh, orphanage. Yeah. And then they're in the park and she's like, I can't believe I'm hanging out with a 15 year old. I'm just like my mom. did it. is she? She's 16.
1: Oh God, who cares? yeah She's
2: being dumb. And then he's like, okay, well I gotta get ready for the gig. And then she's like, tell me about that. And he goes, like, no. Yeah. Well, that was such a, that, that was the moment where I was like he's no longer doing this for you yeah he's doing this for him yeah and i think that's what made him seem accessible to her
3: because i feel like
2: she ma- saw him younger no, because of the experience she had
1: versus what accessible did. isn't the word that's right. what made her um attractive feels wrong but that's kind of the word that i'm thinking it made her, like
2: see that he's more mature than she thought yes because the whole time she saw someone as this dumb 15 year old and she was like well i've gone through all these things and like through the movie you learn the things she's gone through and the fact that she said that and she's like well i'm just like my mom and i mean she saw how her mom ended up and how her mom's kids ended up mm-hmm. and so then she's then he's just like i'm not here to just be your backfall and someone that you can like push around and make fun of i'm i like and i've i found a new found like respect for myself and i just really liked that moment and then you know he goes and this is great song and
1: yeah it's just it's
2: so good and there's a
1: whole gig and then he and then i did love that he they um they really said fuck you to that priest yeah <laughs> they gave out like masks with his face mm-hmm. off it i thought that was great it was <laughs> i perfect. love the kid that like they do the light switch thing i thought that was fun mm-hmm. where the kid he, like, like breaks sm- it. yeah smashes it with a fire extinguisher i was like yeah and then he punches him i was like whoa yeah this school was crazy yeah. um it was the 80s
2: yeah, and it and was it's also a Dublin.
1: Like school or something. And it something. was Dublin. Yeah. It was
2: during the Irish war. Um, so yeah.
1: Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Was that a part of this
2: movie? Yeah, that's why everyone was going to England.
1: Oh shit. I missed so much in this. There's a lot
2: of hit there's yeah. I will say me and Jamie didn't catch the rape thing until Alyssa pointed out. Mm-hmm. The the, the, the Dublin thing though I caught because I just knew about the Irish stuff. Damn there's
1: a lot of layers to this movie yeah it's a good
2: movie it's a perfect film i know you disagree but it is a perfect film
1: i disagree because we have different definitions that's fair
2: yeah 10 out of 10 i loved it that's really i the last thing i wrote was i love that they turned the bully we already discussed how yeah, great yeah, that yeah. was
1: i thought that was very so, nice um, and very fun they gave him purpose it didn't just make him a douche
0: yeah um, um
1: awful hair on that dude <laughs> It's shaved, but it's not shaved all the way. No, it's like almost. <laughs> There's like little patches that are like longer, and I mm-hmm. was like,
2: "Dude!" It also like part of it was red, part of it was blonde. It was it was a rough time. Oh, that's um, that's me. Don't make fun of that. <laughs> no, because it's because it was short, so it looked like he was balding
1: in different places because it was so short, and the color tint just did not. Well, I have that problem, so. Well, you don't look like you're balding. No, but I have both blonde and red hair. That's so fine. thank you. It doesn't
2: matter if you have blonde and red hair. It matters if it's his okay you're taking it so personally and it's not meant to be well, I like found that
1: something that's relatable to me so i
2: focused <laughs> on that um, only you're know, one of the only real wrong thing in this movie what that courtney cox wasn't in it
0: oh you stole my bit i got it you, you stole I got my you bit good i was gonna ignore
1: good. it. I was gonna let it go because I was like, you know what? Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. So I'm not so I'll say this. You're a bad comedian, but you you forced a joke. But <laughs> it worked because it was funny. Not really. <laughs> um no, it did. Um what was I gonna say? I was gonna say something. Um I guess we're just gonna get into what you're gonna be watching next. Yeah, don't, what what you got? So I was I was planning on making you watch something else, but um from watching this movie, because I did say to you this, that you picked um what feels like an art movie. It
2: is. I and it is. It so it I'm going
1: to change it. And I'm going to pick my art movie. Um, this is a movie that's very personal to me for specific reasons. You're going to watch the movie um, The Sound of Metal. Oh, yeah. You brought this up before. Yes. So um, I do want to say, um, usually I, I don't like to, like, give notes on it or, like, Say things about it. I just want you to go in blind, but um, this is not a musical. Say, I didn't think it was. This is not uh like Sing Street. There are not like nota-, nota, or notable songs in it and stuff like that. This is he is a drummer, but they don't really focus on the music. This is something else. So like, I I bring that He's up. He's like be- losing his hearing, isn't he? Yes, I bring that up because like I made my mom watch it, and then she um she thought it was a musical, <laughs> so she was kind of disappointed by it. Um but no this is a movie that focuses on uh hearing loss and it's very important to me I have I also have hearing loss I've mm-hmm. gone into it before um and the sound design I like talk about um oh what why the hell my representation talk about representation the sound design of it nails something that I go through a lot Yeah I think you have brought this up Yeah he, when he loses his hearing it, I I will go through like maybe two seconds where I lose my hearing. It just goes and it sounds exactly the same. The only difference is I have always gotten my hearing back mm-hmm. after like two seconds. He doesn't. That's when it's gone. Um, so it's like, it's, and it's such a very great movie. It's very much an art piece. Um, I'm very excited for you to watch it and just, experience it so that is what you are going to be watching um
2: if sing street inspired this i'm very excited oh for me
1: yeah like i was inspired, like it did not inspire no, no, this movie. inspired your
2: choice <laughs> to recommend this movie i'm very yes. excited
1: for it yeah it did um yeah i'm excited for you to watch it it's a fantastic film you brought
2: it up a lot i i it's on my list actually i'm glad i didn't watch it yet
1: yeah i actually forgot about it for a minute that's fine um but no i'm i'm excited for you i'm very excited to talk about it next week so um with that being said is there anything else you would like to talk about
2: no i'm i'm good
1: you're good well in that case this is to be continued everyone yeah see
3: you next week see you next week